0: Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli, and this is the show where busy people learn how to build substantial passive income. Today's show is about self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks. What is that? Well, these are retirement accounts. And a lot of people don't realize what they can and can't do with retirement accounts. Most people use these accounts to sock away some savings and then invest in mutual funds or the stock market, which I don't personally think is a great investment. But a lot of people don't realize that you can turn those retirement accounts into self-directed retirement accounts where you can actually invest in whatever asset class you want. There's very few restrictions, but the great thing about it is you can invest in passive investments, passive income investments like notes and income-producing real estate. And you can do this quite easily and you can have complete control over it. And you know I'm big on control. It's my ninth rule of successful real estate investing. So when you have the control To invest and direct the funds within your retirement account into assets that you have complete control over as well, because they're hard assets, then you have an amazing combination and a powerful combination. And the contribution limits on some of these retirement accounts are actually quite impressive. And a lot of people don't even realize that they can do a lot more with their retirement account than what they are told they can do by their financial planners, or stock advisors, or custodians because they really don't know about it or they don't want you investing in other assets. So today we have a great guest who is someone I've known for many years and he specializes in working with investors who want to use their retirement accounts to invest in real estate related assets. We'll get right to that interview in 30 seconds.
1: Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide.
0: I'd like to introduce and welcome Dmitry Fomachenko to the show. I hope I got his name right. Dmitry is the founder and president of Sense Financial Services, a boutique financial firm that specializes in self-directed retirement accounts with checkbook control. He began his career in financial planning and real estate investing 15 years ago and he now owns multiple investment properties in various states and is a licensed California real estate broker. Dimitri,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you, Marco. It's great to be here with you.
0: I love your subject matter, and I think it's going to be invaluable to our listeners. Let's begin by uh, just asking the question, where are you located?
1: Uh, We are in Southern California in uh, Orange County.
0: Okay, so you're local to me. I met you uh, back in the mid-2000s. And back then, I, I know you were involved in selling investment properties. And so you had your feet wet with investment property. But my question is, at least to get things started, is how did you go from real estate investing to starting Sense Financial?
1: Well, that's a really good question, Marco. And uh, it actually ties in uh, close together. I, My background, uh, is uh, in financial services. And actually, as you can hear from my accent, I'm not from here. I, uh, I immigrated uh, in the United States uh, from uh, former Soviet Union mm-hmm. uh, back in 1996. And uh, I didn't speak any English at that time. I didn't have any money. But uh, I came here with the end uh, ended mine. And, you know, I knew this was going to be my home. And uh, a few years after coming here I was introduced to a subject of real estate investing back in 1999 I came to one of the local meetings and it was a life changing for me it actually took me about two years to acquire my first property after I attended the, the meeting so in about 2000 I uh, purchased my first property and then a year later, I purchased my second property and uh, that was a really good timing for California real estate. Uh, Both of those properties, they almost tripled in value. So uh, I had a good start and I basically just used that and leveraged that to start buying more properties. And uh, eventually I started working for a local real estate investment firm, uh, basically teaching other investors how to uh, invest or how to grow their portfolios. And then back in uh, 2009, uh, 2010 or so, uh, we uh, it was a downturn in the market and uh, many people had damaged their credits and uh, credit was tight. And uh, people wanted to buy more properties, but they didn't have the resources or uh, uh, I should say they didn't have the, the ability to qualify for loans. Right. And uh, I knew it was possible to use retirement accounts to invest in real estate. So I started researching the subject and just pulling all the information together, uh, meeting with the experts and uh, just started helping few clients first to utilize their retirement accounts. But then uh, opportunity presented itself and I uh, went on my own and I started Sense Financial um, and pretty much the rest is the history. But uh, most of my clients, they invest in real estate. So uh, my financial planning background and real estate investment experience Mm -hmm. really merge nicely together uh, to help my clients.
0: Yeah, that's a great transition. And it's a niche that you found because it's, uh, from my perspective, it's highly untapped. And this is mind-blowing. The last stat that I read was at the end of... I think it's 2013, there were six and a half trillion dollars piled up in individual retirement accounts, which is a mind-boggling number. And of that, three trillion of it, so that's about half, was invested, quote unquote, invested in mutual funds, which I personally think is one of the worst investments anybody could make you know, it's just a low return, high risk type of investment that you have absolutely no control, no tax benefit. So I I think you're in a great space and in a good niche. But then that begs the question, why don't more people take advantage of using their retirement accounts to invest in other investments, more prudent investments, instead of just dumping it into the stock market and giving that control over to Wall Street?
1: Well, that's also a good question, Marco, But you know, I think the reason, the number one reason, is because people just simply don't know that it is even possible. So when uh, when I talk to somebody and uh, tell them that you can use your retirement account to invest in real estate or you can become a private lender and and lend out of your IRA or 401k, people, you know, disbelieve that. But and the reason for that because most of us we've been conditioned by the industry to believe that. All we can do is just buy or invest in stocks and mutual funds because your financial advisor or stock broker, they don't want you to know it's possible. They want you to keep uh, investing using them and their services. But you got to ask yourself this question. If you have a retirement account managed by somebody else, you got to ask yourself uh, this question Is there somebody else who's going to care more about? your retirement and about your performance of your retirement account more, more than you are, you know, and I'm sure you're going to come up with the right answer that, that really no, you know, no one is going to care more about that. So that's why you need to be in control. You need to learn this and you need to make the right decisions. And and another point that I'd like to make, and that's actually was the reason why It kind of dropped me out of the financial uh, services industry is that if you have uh, your money under management by some, you know, advisor Mm -hmm. and uh, if just like most people and, and if if they make money off of your investments, regardless whether they're going up or they're going down, does that make any sense? So you gotta ask yourself this question, you know, and to me it doesn't make any sense. But that's how most people are. They they have their portfolios with some uh, advisor, and they get a percentage of assets under management, regardless of the performance. And that you just need to get out of that situation.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. You know, a lot of people, most people don't realize that they can take their retirement accounts and take control and direct the funds that are in their accounts into other investments. And I'm a big fan of maintaining control and having direct control. It's my ninth rule of my 10 rules of successful real estate investing. And this is a great way to do that is to take control back over your retirement funds and put them into alternative and I I don't like that word alternative, because I think real estate is really a primary investment class. So you've got three primary types of retirement accounts. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my understanding is you've got the self-directed IRA. Then you have a variation of the self-directed IRA, which is a self-directed IRA with checkbook control, which I'll let you explain that in a minute. And then last, but maybe not least, you have this more mysterious type of product called a Solo 401k. So maybe it's best if we just go down the list and you can compare and contrast each one of these so uh, listeners understand what they are and the pros and cons of each.
1: Sure. Well, let's start with the self-directed IRA. And that's probably what most people, uh, if they've heard about self-directed, self-directing their retirement accounts, they probably, know what the self-directed IRA is. And and that is a, a custodial account, just like your conventional IRA or 401k that is held with uh, Fidelity or, or Schwab or Merrill Lynch or Wells Fargo. Uh, it's a custodial account, but it's with a self-directed custodian. And it's a custodian that allows you to use your retirement dollars and make... Uh, Other alternative investments, you know, and and I know you don't like that world, but uh, alternative alternative to the stock market, which is, you know, the norm, what most people uh, are aware of. So you can use the self-directed IRA custodian and then you can tell them, I want to buy a property with it or I want to do a private loan out of my IRA and they can help you make that happen. Now, uh, you know, there are some drawbacks to this model. You know, if you just uh, making one single investment, that might be uh, fine. But if you have multiple investments, and if you are more hands-on, and you're doing more active investing, then. Uh, There are some disadvantages uh, working with a custodian directly because you don't have access to your funds directly. You you always have to go through a custodian. So if there is a uh, to give you an 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 example, I go to investor meetings often, and I just to network with investors. And uh, often deals are made at those meetings. So if there is a a a wholesaler there and he's uh, uh, has a deal. And you happen to learn about that. And if you wanted to purchase that inside of your retirement account, you can't really do that. Because you have to submit the paperwork to the custodian and then uh, get them that approved. And then they will issue the check. So it's going to take several days. But guess what? If it's a great deal, it's going to be gone by then. Sure. Uh, So then... um, uh, also every time you do some kind of transaction whether it's an, uh, making an investment, uh, investment or paying a bill for the investment property th- there are it comes with the fees you know custodians there to make money so every time uh, they don't make money off of you off of your investments like traditional uh, custodians but, uh, Some custodians make money when you make transactions. Uh, so if, you, if your account is sizable, you know, it's very possible you, you might be paying $1,000 or more. Um, but alternative to that, uh, to gain the control over your retirement account and to reduce the cost is to do what's called a checkbook IRA. It is also known as a IRA-owned LLC. And it's pretty straightforward the way it's done. Instead of making investments with your uh, retirement account directly under the custodian, you uh, set up a special purpose LLC, and we specialize in doing that. Uh, And then your IRA makes the investments into the LLC. So basically, IRA buys units of the LLC. It is a special purpose single member LLC that is... Uh, uh created specifically for the purpose to be owned by your IRA so your IRA owns the LLC you become a manager of the LLC and as a manager of the LLC you literally have uh, now checkbook control over your retirement account because uh, you open up a bank account for the LLC as a manager you're the signor on the account and now you can make all of the investments in the name of the LLC without going to a custodian. So you can simply just write the check for the same deal. You can just write the check and you can execute transaction immediately. So
0: can I just make sure I I am clear on that and everybody else understands that? What you're saying is you have a single member LLC set up that obviously has its own checking account. That LLC is owned 100% by your IRA and is obviously inside of your IRA So the fact that you're a manager of that LLC, it allows you to write checks or make investments directly without going through a custodian for approval.
1: Exactly. The custodian is still there. You cannot eliminate the custodian with this uh, setup. They're required uh, by the IRS to hold your IRA, but the investment of the IRA is the LLC and that's... What allows you to bypass the custodian when you make the investment? So, custodian is still still there, but they are passive custodian.
0: Okay, and you obviously still have to follow all the rules and regulations that define a retirement account and an IRA.
1: That's right. Uh, th- there is a prohibited transaction rules that still will apply to the IRA on the LLC, okay. just as they would apply to an IRA itself.
0: Okay. Are there any drawbacks to this particular setup, having an LLC inside of an IRA? Uh,
1: there, there could be drawbacks. For example, uh, you and I, we live in California, so if, if you're conducting business in California, if you make making investments in California, the, the California LLC comes with the higher price tag. Yes. Uh, so that could, could be one of the drawbacks. Uh, but uh, um, that... Uh, you know, If you're not conducting business in California, then you can go with the out-of-state uh, LLC. Uh, that's also a possibility. But it, it really depends on uh, everyone's particular situation. So uh, once I know more of a situation and the size of the account and the potential investments that they want to make, then I can make a recommendation what makes more sense.
0: Okay. All right. So... Tell us about this more mysterious Solo 401k because I've learned a little bit about it. I really like what I see. And from what I understand, it sounds like a great tool for many, many people. So maybe break it down. Tell us what it is, how it works, and what makes it different than the more traditional 401k that people have with their employers.
1: Sure. Uh, A Solo 401k is... uh... Just as the name implies, Solo, uh, they're designed for those people who are either independent contractors or they have a small business where it's just the business owner and and maybe his spouse. Now, you can actually have part-time employees. Uh, who work under 1,000 hours uh, a year. So if you're in that situation, if you're self-employed or uh, own a small business without full-time staff, then you can adapt a solo 401k. Uh, Now, the solo 401k is basically, it is your traditional 401k, but because there is no other participants in this 401k other than yourself and your spouse there is no employees that participate then uh, it does not have to go through the same uh, qualification and testing requirements like other you know full version of 401k goes so it's a, you can say it's a simplified version of the 401k it's a lot easier to maintain it's a lot more cost effective and uh, um, if you have a self directed Solo 401k, it just uh, it comes with a number of great benefits. Well, number one, the sol- Solo 401k does not require a custodian, unlike an IRA. For an IRA, custodian is required. That's an IRS rule, cannot do anything about this. You can bypass the custodian by setting up special purpose LLC, just like what we discussed, to get the checkbook control. But guess what? With Solo 401k, the custodian is not required. Uh, But what's required is that the the assets of the 401k be held in the trust. So what we do is we create a trust specifically for the purpose to uh, hold assets of the 401k. And the client becomes the trustee and an administrator of the 401k. And that also gives you a checkbook control so that uh, we obtain a tax ID number for the trust and you can go to any bank of your choice or any financial institution and open up a bank account for the 401k in the name of the 401k using 401k trust tax ID number. And you now have a checkbook control over your retirement account.
0: I was kind of frustrated in years past with the limitations that IRAs and self-directed IRAs have in terms of what you can contribute every year. But with the solo 401k, it seems that you have a much higher cap, do you not?
1: Yeah, and that's another great benefit uh, of uh, uh, having a solo 401k comparing with a self-directed IRA because uh, with a traditional and a RAT IRA, you can only contribute up to $6,500 per year. Now, the limit uh, with a solo 401k and contributions is $59,000. Wow. And that's per participant. So if you are a husband and wife team working together, if you own a business together, you can potentially shelter up to one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars of your income combined into a retirement account. I mean, think about the tax impact it's going to make. So this I is mean, per,
0: this is perfect for a higher income earner.
1: Well, you know, even for for uh, it, it, yeah, it definitely will they'll have more benefit, but for, you know, average folks too. You know, if you can shelter a significant portion of your income into a retirement account, that lowers your taxable income and that lowers your taxable bracket too. So it's it just a, a great uh, tax sheltering vehicle that uh, not only gives you a control, but also uh, gives you some tax benefits.
0: Right. Aside from the higher caps, contribution limits, that the solo 401k offers versus a self-directed IRA. In what situation would a person want to go with a self-directed IRA as opposed to solo 401k?
1: Well, uh, now, if you compare if you compare the two, and, and uh, I'd like to maybe uh, mention a couple other benefits that uh, solo 401k have, and make sure we come back to this question, Marco. Sure. But l- let me uh, talk about a couple other things. Uh, now, what uh, self-directed solo 401k uh, also has is um, what's called the partic- participant loan. And the participant loan is uh, allows you, the plan participant, to take a loan from your retirement account. Now, think about this. If you have an IRA and say you're 40 years old or whatever, if you're under retirement age and for some reason you need some some cash, you, you can taxes your IRA. Because if you do, you're going to have to pay taxes on it plus the penalties. And combined imp- impact might be up to 50% uh, will go to taxes and penalties. But if you have a 401k, the the, the IRS code allows you to take a loan from your 401k up to $50,000 or 50% of the balance, whichever is less, and uh, uh, that is uh, uh, can be used for any reason, any time, and you know, it, normally it's a five-year loan, and can be used for any reason. So, so it's a great, great tool. So we talked about the, the high contribution limits. We talked about uh, the loan, which I call that you, you now create your own bank. Think about this. If you ever need money, you, you go to the bank and you apply for a loan and you, you wait for that approval. Well, if you have a solo firm, okay, you now have your own bank that you're the one who's approving it. Because if you need to take a loan, you're the administrator of the plan and you're the one who's approving this loan. So you're applying for the loan and you're ap- approving that. So, you know, it's a great, great feature. And then, you know, another benefit that worth mentioning is the ability to make after-tax contributions into a RAT 401k. Uh, the the uh, solo 401k comes with the ability to have a RAT account, and you basically can make contributions post-tax. And comparing with the RAT IRA uh, limit of $6,500, the RAT 401k limit is $24,000, and that is not subject to income limitation. Because with a Roth IRA, if your limit, if your income is over a certain limit, then you cannot contribute to a Roth. But with a 401k, if you make a million dollars, you can still make a contribution to a Roth 401k.
0: So, for our listeners' benefit, just to be clear, the difference between a Roth and a regular IRA is the Roth uses after-tax dollars, whereas a a normal ira or self-directed ira you're putting in before tax dollars so the same applies to the solo 401k if you have a roth solo 401k what you're con- contributing are after-tax dollars versus the pre-tax dollars in a solo 401k is that true that's right yeah Okay. i you know i don't want to play devil's advocate here but i'm just wondering i mean most people are probably quite honest and they'll manage their self-directed ira with the checkbook or more particularly, the solo four hundred one k. Honestly, but I see an area here for abuse. Is it possible for people to abuse the funds in their solo four hundred one k and take the funds out and use it for oh I don't know, uh, you know things that maybe sh- they shouldn't be?
1: Well, it, it is possible. Yeah, it is possible because you you have the control, but with the control comes the responsibility, and and uh. By setting up the 401k and by becoming the administrator of the plan and a trustee of the plan, you now taking a fiduciary responsibility. And that is the same of an attorney. So if you were an attorney and somebody came to you uh, and asking you to represent uh, them, then you have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for that client, you know, the same uh, example can be with a real estate agent. If you're a real estate agent, and you have a client uh, who wants you to sell their home, you are to do what's best for them, not for you. So you have the same fiduciary responsibility, and you're to act uh, accordingly. So you know, if you want to play with that, and you know, obviously, the penalties are are very severe for violations and uh, up to 100% of the Uh, account balance. So you can actually lose it uh, it all by uh, messing with this. So it's not worth it. You know, it's not uh, uh, difficult to to manage that. The rules are pretty straightforward. And we provide guidance and support to, to our clients if you're not sure. The bottom line is that it's very difficult to commit a prohibited transaction unintentionally. You know, intentionally, yes, you can yeah. make that happen. But, you know, unintentionally, it's very difficult. And if you're not sure, just ask.
0: Sure. Um, without going into, into too much complexity, how do people qualify for these particular plans? Is that what you call them? Plans?
1: Yes, yeah, solo 401k plan. So basically, there's two things that needed to qualify. If you are uh, a self-employed, if you have some kind of uh, self-employment income, that you report on Schedule C, uh, you qualify, you know. Or if you're on a business and uh, you don't have full-time employees working more than 1,000 hours a year for you, then you qualify. Now, that, that does not include you and your spouse, you know. Obviously, you and your spouse can work full-time for your business and you're fine because you're considered sure. owner-employees. You're just not allowed to have... Uh, other employees uh, working more than a thousand hours. And, you know, once you understand the benefits of the solo 401k plan, and if you don't qualify, it's it's not difficult to qualify. There is a number of opportunities that you can generate self-employment income, especially in this day and age when we're living in electronic society and uh, if you're good at something, you can find, with the help of the internet, with the help of web, you can find people who need your services. And so you can you can easily generate some sort of self-employment income. You can get involved in some network marketing organizations. I know people who, part of that, uh, uh, of some of the network marketing organizations, not necessarily to market those services, but because they believe in those uh, uh, products and they just... Use their, uh, I guess, membership just to buy their own stuff from themselves and and they generate some self employment income. So that makes them eligible.
0: Sure. I know we spoke about this question before. I have a reluctance in using an IRA or a solo 401k, but I guess it's really client specific. When you put property into a retirement account of, of some sort, you lose that depreciation benefit because you have to maintain separation between you and your assets within the IRA or the solo 401k. And therefore, you can't take the depreciation benefit. So, Dimitri, when does it actually make sense to use your funds within your IRA and 401k to acquire these assets? So, this is the reluctance that I have with using retirement accounts, but I guess for many people, it does make sense. So, maybe you can touch upon that.
1: Well, yeah. Uh... You know, the the depreciation question sometimes confuses people because they're trying to compare apples to oranges. And when you buy real real estate inside of a retirement account, uh, there is no depreciation deduction because it's a tax-deferred vehicle that you're using. But uh, you need to compare that with where is your current retirement account invested? If it's invested in a stock market or mutual funds, you need to ask yourself a few questions. Well, number one, what kind of control you have over your investments? And then number two, what kind of returns are you getting uh, from your investment? And to answer that, you have, and I'm sure listeners will agree that you and I, we have very little control over the stock market. We, we pretty much have no control, control the, the time and the performance of the stock market. We can try to guess it and time it, but that, that's it. But when you buy a, a real asset or, or if some other uh, alternative investments, like if you uh, do a private lending or invest in trust deeds or mortgage notes, you have control over the what type of property you're buying, the location of it, Uh, you have control who's going to live in it as far as the kind of improvements you're going to do on the property. And uh, you have a lot more control. And it's a tangible asset that's not just going to appear overnight, which may happen with some of the companies that you're investing in. Uh, But, uh, you know, and as far as the performance, if you're investing in a stock market, you know, how has it done for you? you know most people if you all well, it's probably been between 3 to maybe 7% on average over the long term and if you invest in a real property or buy a trust deed and if you can overall if your performance is better than that then it does make sense because it's lower risk and better performance even though there is no depreciation
0: Yeah. And I personally believe there's a lot more risk now investing in the stock market than there was in years past. I think the stock market is overinflated. And I think many economists are saying, uh, you know, that there's a lot of downside risk or a coming correction. And who knows, you know, a crash in the stock market today could potentially be much bigger than what we saw in 2008. So it's a very scary place to be. Sometimes it's better to sit on the sideline in cash and just wait it out. But the disadvantage of that is your cash is being eroded away every year through inflation. So investing in income-producing real estate is, for many people, and in my opinion for most people, the best decision to make from an investment perspective. And then let's just touch on financing real quick here. Financing is a possibility within a self-directed IRA or a solo 401k, but it needs to be non-recourse, meaning you have no personal guarantee tied to that financing. So can you comment on that real quick?
1: Correct. Yeah. If you um, have funds in the retirement account and consider buying a, buying a property, you don't have to have all cash. You can uh, get a mortgage. Typically, you need about 40% down because it has to be non-recourse loan. Non-recourse means that the lender have no recourse against yourself and your IRA. The property is the only security for the loan. So th- there are pretty easy to get about the same Uh, and your credit is not important here because the lender is not looking at your credit they're looking at the property make sure the property uh, uh, you know has a value and uh, it produces uh, sufficient cash flow to pay the mortgage but you can easily get the the mortgage on, on on a property
0: yeah and we we do work with lenders some lenders that will finance investment property within a retirement account so that's definitely an option for clients Dimitri, is there anything I didn't ask you that maybe that I should have asked you or that you'd just like to add in wrapping up here?
1: Uh, Well, I think we talked about a number of different topics. Uh, We can go by, uh, we can uh, keep talking, but I know your time is limited. But, uh, you know, if anybody wants to learn more about this, maybe you can uh, uh, just give them uh, my website and just direct them what they can learn more because uh, uh, our veg- website is very educational
0: yeah actually that's how i usually wrap up the uh, interview is just letting you give uh, our listeners your contact information and tell them how they can find you on the internet or wherever so why don't you just do that now
1: sure our website is sensefinancial.com and sense is like common sense s-e-n-s-e sensefinancial.com and uh, you can uh, reach us at Ericode 949 228 9393 and i do offer a complimentary consultation to all of the listeners so you can uh, we can chat about your situation you can ask questions and i can learn more about you a little bit and your situation and give you best recommendation
0: Yeah. And I know Dimitri is a very stand up guy since I've known him for about 10 years. So Dimitri, the information you've provided today is very valuable. I know we could have spent at least another hour on the subject because it gets quite deep and it's sometimes difficult to keep this at a 30,000 foot level. But but if anybody's interested in more information, they can just go to your website and contact you directly and you can educate them. And plus your website is full of information. So it's uh, a great educational tool. Thanks for your time today, Dimitri. I appreciate you being on the show. Sure. Thank you for having me. All right, Dimitri. Thanks. Today's deal of the day is a cute little property in Birmingham, Alabama on Terrace South. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath home over 1,300 square feet, and it's only $50,500. This property generates $800 a month in gross rental income and generates a net annual cash flow of over $3,300 a year. That's after debt service, after vacancy allowance, after maintenance, after management. It generates a cap rate of 11% and a cash-on-cash return of a whopping 29.3%. This is a fantastic property if you're looking for a nice little cash cow property to add to your portfolio. It's currently under renovation, but it'll have a new HVAC unit, new hot water tank, a leak-free roof, new lights, plumbing fixtures, all the plumbing and electrical is checked. You can check this out on our website at noradarealestate.com. And if you have any other questions or you'd like to see other similar properties, be sure to go to our website for more information. That wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to download our free report, The Alt-Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing. You can find that at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. And while you're there, be sure to submit a question or topic for a future show. More importantly, be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. That information is on both of our websites. And while you're at it, we would really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes that review really helps us spread the word. We're still giving away a $100 Amazon gift card randomly every week for the next couple of weeks. Our most recent winner is David Hodge. David, appreciate the nice, kind review, and we will get in touch with you via email. Aside from that, we want to thank everyone for listening. We appreciate you being here, and we will see you again on the next episode.